This is Katie and Kay, and we've got some um, animal lovers in the house here for Ask Ask the Vet. All right, take it away, you two. Uh-oh. I'll, I'll start. Okay. Hi, everybody. This is the Jane Ryder, and I'm here, I'm here with Chuck Maker. Hello. Um, from, uh, and this is Ask the Vet. And Chuck, why don't you tell everybody that you're a large animal vet and what you do? Right. Uh, <laughs> I guess the, we're going to focus today, as much as we can focus Jane and her <laughs> questions, on large animal uh, questions, those things that eat hay. Uh, no, I love small animals, but I specialize in horses and cattle and goats and sheep and all the right. other barnyard animals. You know, uh, can I ask you a small animal question? See, it starts already. <laughs> because, Siri, this came up on our, our show that we did yesterday, uh-huh. whatever, with Luke and Pam, the Pamster and Luke Alicious. Okay. And I'm really curious about it. I forget how it came up. But someone asked, how many nipples does a female dog have? Are I think it s- depends on the breed. It does? Yeah. Dogs that have bigger litters tend to have more. more. They have more puppies. They need to feed more puppies. Dogs, uh, Bigger dogs that have fewer or smaller litters have fewer. Interesting. So they have the nipples before they have the puppies obviously so what you're saying is <laughs> mm. is that we, we were warned that we would go down some meandering <laughs> lane of questions and i it didn't take long did it <laughs> no yes that's true they they have the mammary glands before they have the puppies okay excuse me mammary mammary yes. glands i this is a show centered on science and animal <laughs> health so I know, 963-2976. This is a call-in show if you want to ask the vet, who, Dr. Chuck Maker, anything about large animals. We've covered the small, I think, right? Yeah, With the nipples? Would, moving on. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, you and I talked a little bit, but you, because it's spring and the grass has a lot of sugar right now, there are some dangers for horses and other large animals. Why don't we? Uh, yeah, there are a few changes. I yeah. mean, this morning I left the house with a vest on, and then in Newcastle this afternoon it was snowing sideways. So Really? Hey, you two. We've already got a caller. Oh. Okay. Caller, you're on Ask the Vet. Hey, Jane and Dr. Maker. I have a question that... Reg- that uh, Contains both large and small. Is this Lisa? Maybe. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Okay, go for it. So, um, can uh, I know horses when they have an illness, they can pass it on to another horse. But can they pass it on to another, like a goat or a dog, if it's contagious to the horses? Well, I mean, that, that question's somewhat broad, but there are, you know, typically human or canine or equine or bovine viruses that are species-specific. I guess there are gastrointestinal illnesses, like with uh, uh, certain bacteria, uh, Clostridium and Salmonella come to mind, where we see some um, cross-reactivity, if you will, with different animals, Um so, yes, I guess some things are possible to be spread between humines, oh. equines, and canines. Humines? 
Few minds. Few minds. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. That's interesting. Well, thank you for calling and asking the vet. Thanks, well, thank Lisa. you, Jane. Thanks, Jeff. Okay. Bye. Okay. So, lest we digress further, um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, last week we had what? Last weekend was sixty-eight degrees. Right. People were burning ditches. We had uh, lots of smoke in the air. We already had some horses with uh, hides. You know, air quality affects all of us, right? Right. And uh, we had some horses with hives, and that seemed to be like, okay, we're off till spring, and then, you know. Is that caused by sm- by smoke? I mean, we, we see allergies occur in the spring with people, uh-huh. and we see it also with animals. Okay. And uh, trees and air quality do affect, we see uh, hives on horses, and there's usually multiple possible triggers, but when I saw the blue smoke last week, it was like, okay, well, and sure enough, we had some. Uh-huh. And then, you know, two days later, it's cold again, and um, yet with the warm weather, you get some green grass, and you have dietary changes, and you have a few gas colics, and, uh, you know, green grass founder. So, yeah, there's lots of things changing in the time of season, not just your garden, but things that change with animal health as well. And and because the grass contains so much sugar, is much higher in sugar, is that the reason that well, they might founder, or is it that they're not used to eating grass? Well, grass always contains sugar, right? It's, right. You know, grass goes about its merry way and grows green and leafy and nutritious, and then in the cold weather, right, all those sugars turn to insoluble sugars and turn brown in winter dormancy, etc. But this time of year, all the animals that eat hay or grass, you know, their digestive systems uh, need to acclimate to a change in food, whether it's from, you know, winter pasture to mm-hmm. or hay to green grass. And mm-hmm. green grass has a lot of uh, differences between uh, dried stored hay that potentiate um, you know, stomach and colic issues this mm-hmm. time of year. We see it. And then with the additional sugar, um, we know some of those easy keeper horses that are out there. I think everybody knows what that is. It's the, the horse that can live on air. Those horses have some insulin issues that potentiate some pretty significant problems with their feet. Gotcha. Okay, if anyone has questions out there, give us a call at 963 2976. Any large animal questions? Any horse, goat, bovine? What yeah. else? That's, sheep. That's enough. No, no. Okay, sheep. Yeah, Ew. Sheep's good. You. You. Yeah. <laughs> we don't see many sheep in the valley anymore. Oh, go up to String Ranch. We saw Th- two this week, and that that's probably all I'll see this month. I saw this week, last weekend, I saw about... 50 or 60 sheep, and at least half of them had little baby lambs. Very cute. are so adorable. Very cute. Yeah. I actually got to bottle feed some baby lambs last weekend. Did you? Where? Um, it was at the, the farm up in Aspen, the um, 
the collaborative? Yes, yeah. the Aspen Collaborative. My yeah. friend was basically doing chores for Saturday, and yeah. I think there were five or six baby lambs. That One of the moms, I think one of the moms had died, and the other one wasn't producing milk properly. Uh-huh. She didn't have enough nipples to <laughs> It was a nipple <laughs> issue. Um, <laughs> turns out, who would have thought? Uh, yeah. But, yeah, man, they just got after that bottle of milk. Yeah. It was oh, so aren't fun. They, aren't they so cute? Yeah, and oh. I was like, I mean, we could pick them up and carry them yeah. still. Yeah. They were like... Yeah. Tiny dogs. And then, and then <laughs> they become it. big, un- unwieldy <laughs> sheep. I yeah. imagine in a couple of weeks that'll be a much uh, less, uh, maybe, easy task. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. But they are so adorable. And so are baby goats. I just saw a couple of uh, newborn baby goats the other day, yeah. and they are adorable. Lots, lots of newborns. I haven't seen too many foals yet this year, but lots of calves and... Uh, Couple, couple goats, uh-huh. and uh, evidently there's some baby sheep around. So, yeah, nine six three two nine seven six. If anyone wants to call in and ask Dr. Chuck Maker any questions, feel free. All right. Well, since no one's calling, we can start talking about poop, animal poop. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we could. Is seg- that a punishment we, or a reward? We, we, we could segue it back to you know Lisa's question. You know there are there are all sorts of things uh, you know in uh, picking up after your dog that don't necessarily translate to picking up after your horse. Uh huh. But there are bacterial things in there that you know you need to be mindful of. Salmonella being one. In in horse poop. Yep. What Where's about it? goat? Uh, I don't know the statistics on goats, but there's definitely a significant population of horses and cattle on the western slope that periodically shed salmonella in their manure. So you gotta, you gotta, you know, that if you're buying manure for your garden, make sure it's properly composted to uh, and, and treat it as such. Well, this I do have an interest. This is interesting. Uh-oh. No, I'm I'm serious about this. Uh. As serious as Jane can get. As serious as I can get. You know, most dogs love to eat horse manure. Mm -hmm. And um, my dogs included. Can, if a horse, you know, if the manure has salmonella in it and a dog happens to eat some active salmonella, can it make the dog sick Mm -hmm. or Uh, give the dog salmonella? There's 3,500 types of salmonella in Salmonella is an indiscriminate bacteria. You can get salmonella, you know, from a cow to a horse to a chicken to a person. Um, but more commonly, I think the thing that the small animal colleagues I uh, I know see is the clostridial diseases. The, I'm sure everybody in Carbondale who has a dog that goes to the dog park has had a time or two with a, a dog with GI distress, and, and that's that's very common. And uh, that would be more more the common sequela, I think, of a dog that likes to be in the the horse stall. Okay, gotcha. So go rent those rug doctors at City Market. Oh, jeez, and get get it all out of your carpets. Right. Nine six three two nine seven six. If anyone wants to call and ask any questions of Doctor Chuck Maker, give us a call right here. What else is happening with uh, horses, for example, now that spring, people are going to yeah. start working their horses. It's, Is there anything they should be? It's kind of nice to see a, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel getting brighter. Um, 
you know, uh, my wife shows horses and a lot of friends and obviously clients do. And to see those horse shows uh, start happening and uh, people doing more. And hopefully we're going to have the rodeo this summer. Oh, I hope so. Uh, and get to be all down there and have fun. And um, so I, it's not a time to to um, forget about biosecurity. I mean, if if the past 14 months have taught us anything, biosecurity is... We've been living in an unvaccinated world for the last 14 months. So, but as you commingle horses, you know, as we start to do that, I think it's just prudent to remember their respiratory vaccines because um, we'll we'll see those types of things anytime we we bring horses together. So, mm-hmm. all right, I think we have another caller here. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, it's Lisa again. Hey, Lisa again. I missed um, the salmonella. Uh, so what? Uh, I just got the end of it. What? Um, hey, are the Lisa. Signs? There's a podcast that you can listen to after this. It's a repeat. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, what? What are the signs that they could have salmonella? Salmonella. Salmonella. Yeah. I got it. I, I, bit my, I bit my tongue trying to say it. Okay. Salmonella. <laughs> just about every species is going to cause uh, diarrhea, fever. Oh, okay. You know, signs of gastrointestinal infection, pretty severe di- dehydration. So, okay. Um, uh, you know, like one of the things that dogs can shed is the clostridial spores as well as salmonella, and just being mindful of those internal parasites, bacterial and and worms, if you will. But being mindful of those things. Is and that's why you should deworm. Like I, my vet tells me that I I have to deworm my goats every spring and every fall. And you happen to be my vet. Right. I'm <laughs> tasked with that, that duty. Um, well, I, I just think, you know, think about it, right? It's like um, if we lived in a humid, warm environment that perpetuated all sorts of creatures, great and small, parasites and otherwise, to live year-round, we would deworm things year-round. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the in the horse and cattle world where we live, it's very cold and parasites don't really survive when they're on snow or frozen ground. But this time of year when the green grass comes out and the animals start being born, those are the times of the year where the parasites are on the new green grass. You know, the few parasites that wintered through the animals get, get to perpetuate themselves and the new young animals and puppies and foals and, and lambs. So... Being mindful of the age of your animal, whether it's a dog or a horse or a, a lamb, and uh, deworming them appropriately is a is a good. You have to start thinking about it in the spring. Mm-hmm. I have a question, and then I got to go. Oh, and good. we need the line free, so yeah, really. other people can call. <laughs> so, can people get salmonella from animals? Oh yeah, we've had okay. uh, s- several instances of that over the years. Oh, okay. Thank okay, you. be careful, but, but Lisa. Lisa. This, this shows the premise of this show is not to discuss the human <laughs> medical condition. Okay. No, but, but I just seen if it could be transferred to people. Okay. So. Very true. Don't uh, eat they, any they, animal not, excrement, not, Lisa. Not a joke at all. It's uh, <laughs> it's definitely something. If you work with animals, be mindful of that. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Bye. Nine six three two nine seven six. Caller, you're on the air. 
Hi, I hope you haven't covered this already, but I saw something recently about birds and salmonella, and you should not put out bird feeders this year because of salmonella. The birds getting salmonella and dying. Have you heard that? Well, I've got like 14 bird feeders in my backyard for my cats. Uh-oh. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, there's lots of bird. I, I buy everything Ace Hardware has. Um, <laughs> oh, that's you know, avian I, no. uh, species, chickens, poultry, songbirds. Uh, they. I know. I, again, this is becoming more small animal. But I remember we, when I was uh, associated with small animal practice, they used to have cats that would come in with gastrointestinal distress, and it would be identified as salmonella, and it would be from cats eating songbirds. So. Uh, all species um, can harbor typically a species-specific or several uh, types of salmonella. So um, birds particularly are prone to carrying salmonella and campylobacter and things that can make mammals sick. So why are you, why are you, that, why are you it not? It sounds like it's something that's, that, that's normal that happens regardless. Right. But there's no epidemic that you're aware of this year. And I thought it was interesting that people were saying, or at least this one article said, don't put out any feed because songbirds are getting sick and they're spreading it at the feeders. A couple things that come to mind from that is that, you know, salmonella exists in the world because, um, you know, there are certain animals that harbor it that aren't sick, that spread it in their environment, that get other animals sick that are immunocompromised or have other medical conditions. At any time, whether it's kids, horses, puppies, cats, cows, you commingle animals of the same species in the same environment, you know, there's a possibility for disease transmission. So I, I don't think there's an epidemic, but I, I think we should feed the songbirds. Okay. Good to know. I agree. Thank, Thank you. you for calling. Thanks for calling. Nine You're six- welcome, Janie Poo. Oh, who is oh, this? This is no longer my show. Oh, who? <laughs> that? I know who it was. You do? I know, we have caller ID here. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, uh, well, you can say reveal, or is that something we need to keep under the co- <laughs> <laughs> under, <laughs> under wraps? No, no it was Mark Mark Burroughs. Oh, I did not even recognize your voice, Marky. Marky Poo Poo. Oh, gosh. Uh-oh, this is going to no. change things here. This, this is no longer asked to that. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't recognize your voice. Okay. Um, 963-2976, if you have a large animal question for Dr. Checkmaker, give us a call. How often are we on? How is it every two months, every three months? I think they're going to d- increase, the, you know, the time between episodes after this. I think it's, I think it's once every three months, or on third Thursdays of the month. The third so Thursday of I the month? I think it's like two Thursdays of small animal questions, and then we rotate to a large animal. Okay. So it's large animal today. So they're going to decrease our airtime? Is that what's happening <laughs> he here? He was thinking we're going to increase. Oh, I don't know. I don't Kathleen? make I'm not the maker of these rules. <laughs> 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 but ask, yeah, ask the vet is on every third Thursday. Okay. But not you two every third Thursday. No, no. Okay. <laughs> they only allow you troublemakers on. Well, yeah. you're on every week. So. Yeah, that's true. That's a good thing. I need, I need to come in and like bomb your show. Like all you have to do is call in. Oh, I got to find out when that is. <laughs> every Wednesday, four yeah. to four thirty. And we I'm like it's working at that time. You gotta... Too bad. It's a call-in show, and it oh. is. It's pretty silly. 
I can imagine. Yeah, you would get a kick out of it. Do you know the Pamster? No. Pam Zentmeyer? No. Hold on. Okay. We got another call. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Of course. I have a very important question. Okay. For Chuck. D- Jane wants to adopt a donkey that's been rescued. <laughs> oh, jeez. This is, is Pam. That, Chuck, is that really a rescue? Yeah, who's rescuing who? <laughs> uh, I think it's wonderful. We've got quite a few people in the Valley that uh, take time out of their uh, day and <laughs> devote resources. I've seen a lot of rescued donkeys. There's quite a few in the Valley, and they make pretty good companions for goats, um, and they're very smart, and they will um, – some of them, unfortunately, come with a host of medical conditions that you kind of have to deal with, but um, – they're fun to deal with. They're fun to work with. They are. Pam, we were just talking about you. I know. I've been listening the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Okay, well. So I have Chuck, to remain impartial. Find... She can identify. <laughs> it's easy yeah. to find one to adopt. There's there's lots of, there's one in uh, Utah that has them for adoption. And um, I've seen several of them, but I think there's one down by Durango or Alamosa as well. Yeah, uh, there are a couple. And I have a friend here that has several. Yeah. I don't know how many she has right now, but... Yeah, they would yeah. be good with your goats. Yeah, I know. I can't, I, I can't wait. I'd better have, find a farrier, though. I, Okay. They have food problems, usually. Okay. All right. Well, Pam, Pamster, thanks for calling. Yeah. Take care. Okay. Get, Do you have, get your burrow on. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye. 963-2976. If anyone has a question for Dr. Maker, please give us a call. What? I, I, I'm speechless. Oh, you're speechless? Okay. Well, what else do... Let me ask you something. What else do people have to be aware of, like mostly horse owners? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's the that's that's what I mean when I look outside and I look at all this moisture and well, not all this moisture. Right. We could, we're still like twelve inches shy over the year, but this moisture is going to cause that green grass to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think what a lot of people try and do is, you know, the pastures are pretty easily beaten down over the winter and they try and pull the horses off the pasture to give the pasture some time to reclimate if you will and um you know if you think about the way nature probably invented the process it's like the horses are supposed to be out in a big enough pasture where they can acclimate themselves and the pasture can you know kind of grow back as they're on it and what ends up happening is we every year we do see these next 60 days, 45 days, a lot of gas colics and things, you know, because the horses are pulled back into the dry lot to allow the pasture to grow two or three inches so that the horses can get on it. And then the acclimation process is complicated even more so because they go from hay to a pasture now that has, you know, one, two or three inches of, of green grass on it. And the mm-hmm. horses just eat until they're, you know, Right, fat and sassy, and that is a, a recipe for, for certainly for some front foot problems with laminitis or founder or some colic. Gotcha. All right, guys, I think we have a couple minutes left to answer, and we still have a. Oh no! Uh-oh. Someone tried to call. 
I'll oh. see if I can catch him again. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. Um, but I would like to say that, you know, I've been putting my goats on grass once a day, but only for like 20 minutes at a time because Ru- I don't want... Ruminants are a lot more tolerant. Oh, they are? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. I just yeah. know horses. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, Are we finished? Another, well, that's well, it. We've got another minute or so to wrap up. We like to give lots of wind-down music. Oh, the, okay. The FCC <laughs> called and, un, and pulled your plug. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> no, no, I, we're community access. We can talk about animal poop on the radio. I know. <laughs> and I seem to talk about it a lot. I don't know why. I think it comes from my childhood. But Chuck puts up with me. Yeah. Which I, I appreciate. You know, it's a... <laughs> quirky eclectic community that i love and you know <laughs> there's all no there's no wrong questions so. yeah and there's a lot of animal lovers too yeah sure. right. a bunch of animal lovers not just horses sheep and lambs and someone's calling yeah let's Do give this t- person the last thought here oh, we've got about a minute God. left call hello caller oh they no, have happened again they're, they're getting freaked out when they hear the radio on the phone. Well, anyways, okay. thanks to you two for coming in today. Yeah. It was great to see your faces instead oh, of just we'll, being on the we'll phone. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> and thank us. you for for helping us out, yeah. too. My pleasure. Thanks My for screening our calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was obviously doing a bad job there at the end. All right, we'll talk to you in a few weeks. Okay, thanks again. Thanks again.